Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Why would the crown prince of Saudi Arabia back Israel? Saudi Arabia is generally understood to be an enemy of Israel because it is an extremely orthodox Muslim country. And yet this crown prince has spoken out publicly against the nuclear arms deal that was crafted by the Obama administration. We'll learn more about this today. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 8th, 2018. Fox News published a report about how Saudi Arabia's crown prince slammed Obama's Iran nuclear deal and backed Israel's right to exist. Hello? Listen, did you just hear that? Let me, let me just say it again. Maybe I didn't read it very well. I don't know. Saudi Arabia's crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, slammed Obama's Iran nuclear deal <laughs> and backed Israel's right to exist. Are you kidding me? Are You, you know... You'll forgive the silliness with which I illustrate this, but it's almost like these guys get up in the morning and they go, okay, Ezekiel 38, verse 13. Oh, yeah, we need to, we need to uh, get with the program here. It's right here. So that's what we're supposed to. Okay, so. <laughs> Again, you'll forgive the, the silliness. It gets better, by the way. Let me, uh, continue quoting. Uh, bin Salman was also quoted as saying, get this, quote, uh, Hitler <laughs> didn't do what the supreme leader of Iran is trying to do. Hitler tried to conquer Europe. This is bad, but the supreme leader, speaking of the Ayatollah Khamenei, is trying to conquer the world. He is the Hitler of the Middle East. I, I'm going to get my asthma here in a moment, but I, it gets better even. <laughs> Quoting, he believes he owns the world. They are both evil guys. In the 1920s and 1930s, no one saw Hitler as a danger. Still quoting, listen, only a few people until it happened. Those three words until it happened, but it was too late. Oh, would to God that people 
would see what is happening and that it would not be until it happened before they see it. Because if it's not until it happened, then it's going to be too late. Al-Arabiya published a report about the father of the prince, Saudi Arabia's King Salman, having a telephone conversation on Monday evening with U.S. President Donald Trump, in which he discussed regional updates. The king expressed his thanks and appreciation to Trump for the way in which the Saudi crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, his son, the heir apparent, was received during his U.S. tour and the, quote, fruitful meetings and the signing of important agreements that benefit the two friendly countries. Al-Arabiya goes on to report that King Salman stressed on the international effort needed to move forward the Middle East peace process. as well as stressing on the kingdom's steadfast positions on the Palestinian cause and the legitimate rights of the Palestinian people and the establishment of an independent state with Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jerusalem as its capital. Zechariah 12. Do you see the intersect? Do you see the interconnect? Isaiah 17, Syria, Ezekiel 38, Russia, Iran, Zechariah 12, Israel, Jerusalem. The king also stressed the need to find a solution to the Syrian crisis that fulfills the aspirations of the Syrian people. By the way, everything that we've seen up to this point happened just this last week. We're talking six days, six days since Resurrection Sunday. Six days. Look at how much has happened. And then all of this happened prior to the breaking news last night, early this morning in Hawaii, about this chemical weapon attack near Damascus on a hospital, no less. If you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, you wince. That's if you're able to even view the images. They are so horrific. I can't. I can't see little babies. especially after I held my dying daughter in my arms before she died. I cannot see a baby like that. These are my people. These are Arabs. The estimates vary. According to Haaretz, they're estimating that 80 men, women, and children were killed. A medical relief organization and rescue workers reported this and Washington said it would demand an immediate international response if the reports were confirmed. I think the president tweeted, and I was just checking my Twitter uh, feed during worship. You'll forgive me for doing that, (laughs) but 
I think one of the tweets from uh, Trump was that there would, quote, be a price to pay. A price to pay. Um, again, I don't know if it's possible, and I don't want to come off hypersensational here, but this is really significant. I don't think it's possible to overstate the significance of this development just in the last, let's call it 12 hours. 12 hours. And especially when you consider the escalation of the situation supremely in Syria in just the last six days. And isn't the timing a little suspect? Is it just me or on the heels of Trump's announcement that we're going to withdraw from? And and please, I hope you know that this uh, gas is significantly more powerful than the sarin gas that was used prior. Now, why is that significant? Because uh, it's believed that this is the same kind of nerve gas that uh, the Russians, the former Soviet Union, has been using uh, all along. In other words, this has Russia's fingerprints all over it. And again, is it just me or is Vladimir Putin very emboldened right now? I mean, I hesitate to say it this way, but I don't know how else to say it. What we're seeing is the likes of which we have never seen before. Even five years ago, when we were doing these prophecy updates, and we've been doing them for 12 years now, I started doing them in 2006, when I really sensed that the Lord was impressing upon my heart to start teaching Bible prophecy because we were entering into a period of human history that would be the likes of which we had never seen before, nor would we ever see again. That was 12 years ago. So even five years ago when I was talking about Ezekiel 38 and Isaiah 17 and Zechariah 12, I was talking about it in a future tense. But now I stand before you today, as is my privilege to do every week, And I'm finding myself talking about this in the present tense. It's not that it's going to happen. It seems that it's already beginning to happen. Can I say it that way? It's beginning to happen. Now here's where I'm going with this. I would suggest that it's just a matter of time before someone does something and pushes the world past the proverbial point of no return. And here's the thing. That something may have actually just happened. Again, I might be accused of being uh, too hyper-sensational here, but I'm just going to say it as candidly and as calmly as I possibly can. This is, I believe, very potentially that which will push 
the world past the point of no return. I mean, just think about it logically. Can you see the headlines tomorrow morning reading, Russia and Iran have changed a heart and leave Syria? Do you think that's going to happen? No. You know, the one thing about, and I, I know I'm saying it again this week, and I've been saying it a lot in recent weeks, but you know the thing about birth pains, right? Once they start, you don't put them on pause. Again, you'll forgive the silliness of the illustration, but can you imagine the doctor coming in and saying, hey, you know what, I've got a staff meeting, and then I promised my staff I was going to take them to lunch afterwards, so you just need to hold off until I get back, and then we'll resume with the birth pains? No. <laughs> that baby's coming. And this is exactly what we see now. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. The implications of this are of paramount importance for every single one of us, whether Christians or not. And if you'll hear me out, I want to talk about that in the remainder of our time together today. But I want to say one more thing. Um, we're talking hours now. Before I got here this morning, I'm watching Fox News, and uh, they were talking about how that just in the last two hours, so I'm going to say it was probably between uh, maybe 6 and 8 a.m. or 5 and 7 a.m., uh, the Trump administration is already discussing uh, what to do about this. Uh, last time this happened, uh, we launched Tomahawk missiles. Now keep in mind, uh, we might launch Tomahawk missiles into Syria, but it's not between us and Syria, it's between us and Russia and Iran. You understand that, right? And by the way, uh, Iran is uh, threatening the United States of America concerning this uh, infamous nuclear deal. Because what has Trump said? We either fix it or nix it. Well, this is unfixable, so that means it's nixable, and they know it. And that's what's at stake here. And then the appointment of John Bolton and Mike Pompeo. <laughs> it's just like, that's in your face. That's in your face. These guys, especially John Bolton, not a Christian. Pompeo, a Christian who believes in the rapture. He's my friend. <laughs> and th these guys are staunchly pro-Israel, and they are as pro-Israel as they are anti-Iran. And don't you find that timing a little bit conspicuous too? Because that appointment, that announcement is what, less than two weeks old now? And then here's Russia and Iran now responding, perhaps better said, reacting exactly as we were told they would. So what happens now? Well, I really believe we're going to see something happen in the next few days, maybe even in just a matter of hours. Because there seems to be what I see as 
this unstoppable momentum. You know how when something gains momentum, it's either harder or worse yet impossible to stop by virtue of the increased momentum. You know, the faster the car's going, the the longer the distance is before you can come to a complete stop by sure virtue of the momentum. And so too is this true with the momentum of all of these geopolitical developments that are taking place. Let me talk about first those of us who are Christians. I want you to think about this. None of these prophecies, and we've talked about actually five of them, Isaiah 17, Ezekiel 38, Zechariah 12, Daniel 9, 27, 1 Thessalonians 5, 3. None of these prophecies need to happen before the rapture happens. Let me say the same thing again in a different way. They don't need to happen before the rapture happens. They just need to begin, keyword to happen before the rapture happens. Now I say to you, I ask you, in all honesty, are they beginning to happen? Jesus said, Luke 21, 28, I, I know you're familiar with this, at least I hope you are. Jesus said something very profound directed at those of us who know the Lord and are longing for the return of the Lord. He said, when you see these things, keyword, begin, begin to come to pass, here's what you do. Look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draws nigh. If you're discouraged and you're longing for the Lord to come back. I want to encourage you, the Apostle Paul writing to the Thessalonians, in the context of the rapture, in chapter 4, where he says that the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain. He goes on and he says this, he says, Therefore, encourage one another with these words. I talk to a lot of people, And one of the things that I'm uh, hearing is this weariness, (laughs) this discouragement. And like me, we we long for, we we ache for the Lord's return. The Lord cannot come back and rapture us out of here soon enough. I want to encourage you that the Lord's return draws nigh. No, we don't know the day or the hour. We cannot know, but here's what we can know. It's very soon. Jesus said, Behold, I come at an hour you expect not. I've always uh, mused over that because if I'm understanding it correctly, it's as if Jesus is saying, um, I'm going to come at an hour that you don't think I'm going to come. So in other words, here's the way my brain is wired, and I know they have clinical terms for the 
way my brain is wired, but here's in my way of thinking how I think about that. Okay, so uh, I really don't think, I mean, I know it's possible, but between the hour of 2 o'clock and 3 o'clock this afternoon, I'm really not expecting, I mean, it'd be great, you know, praise the Lord, if the rapture were to happen, but I'm not expecting him necessarily to come specifically at that hour between 2 and 3 o'clock this afternoon. And that's what Jesus said. Oh, oh, (laughs) you're not expecting me to come back at that hour? (laughs) That's the hour I could come back. Now, what comes packaged with that is great hope and great encouragement. See, here's how we're supposed to see this. If the Lord could come back at any time, on any day, and at any hour, how then ought we to live? This is what we we call it the blessed hope. I, I say it's the only hope. And not only is it the only hope, it's the only thing that keeps me sane. And that's not hyperbole. And I know I've shared this before. If it were not for this hope, that the rapture can happen at any time, I would literally go out of my mind. As I see how evil this world is becoming, it's waxing more and more evil, seemingly by the day and even the hour. And I can't take it anymore. And I can't watch these babies in Syria dying anymore. I just can't. I want Jesus to come back. See, and that's what enables me to sleep at night, and that's what enables me to get up in the morning and get through the day, is knowing that this could be the day. I know it's soon. How soon? Soon. Well, what if it's not for another five years? (sighs) Well, you know what? We're to occupy until He comes, even as we are now doing. And by the way, God will never call or command us to do anything without also enabling us to do that which He's called and commanded us to do. What do you mean? Well, if God's called us and even commanded us to occupy until He comes, being busy about the things of God, He is going to, with that, enable us and empower us to do it to get through it. If the Lord's return isn't for another five years, I have the promise from God that He will enable me to bear up under all that I will experience and go through all the difficulty, all the hardship, until He comes. He will empower me by the power of the Holy Spirit to occupy until He comes, making use of and seizing every opportunity that he presents before me. Well, as Christians, we can look up and lift up our heads because Jesus is at the door. I will even say his hand is on the doorknob. It's that close. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass 
in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.